1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Now, there is no rivalry between the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks on the court, but there's a lot of bickering between fans. So I figured I would take the bickering that me and uh, my current guest had on Twitter the other night and bring it to a podcast. So here is Nick Fanboy, Salicata. Sal, good to talk to you, pal.
1: Nick Fanboy, do you realize, and I was saying this on Twitter last night to somebody, because, you know, all the people were chiming in on it. I never even, and this is no disrespect, it's just the Mm. the reality, I never even gave the Nets in my life a second thought. Now, I like Derek Coleman and Kenny Anderson and (laughs) Petrovich and they were fun, whatever, but I never truly concerned myself with the Nets whatsoever in my life until I met you.
0: Okay. So I guess I get credit for that. I made you hate the New Jersey and now Brooklyn Nets.
1: I think you, I don't hate them. I mean, (laughs) I have a battle. I love Iron Eagle. I love Sarah Kustak. Oh, stop. I love James Harden. He's hard not to like. And I don't even mind Kyrie Irving that much. But I, yes, our rivalry dating back years ago when you punched me at the Garden during a Nets-Knicks game. I cannot root for the Nets because of you. You make them unlikable.
0: What have I done? It's not like I'm an arrogant Net fan. They haven't won anything. Like, what have I done? And listen, just for context, we were at a Nets-Knicks game. Uncle Cliffy Robinson had the game-winning tip in with about a second to go. I think Stefan Marbury attempted a full court shot at the end of the game. Nets beat the Knicks. I was very excited. I apologize profusely <laughs> that in my excitement, for some reason, I was friendly punching you. I wasn't, like, decking you in the face. I was, like, really excited about the Clifford Robinson tipping. I mean, is that it? Is that the moment that made you say, screw the Nets because Evan
1: was punching me? No, it wasn't that. And, and honestly, like, like I said, I just think, like you said, the thing that annoys you about whether it's, um, you know, where Yankee fans like Ernie Acosta get on the Met fan or he's annoyed with the Mets because of Met fans. Well, I think that's what it is. Seeing the Nets fans come out of the woodwork and rip the Knicks. That's where and you are the leader of that. You have this thing where you hate the Knicks. It drives me nuts. Why can't you just enjoy your championship team? I mean, they've been great, but yet, no, you have to take away from the Knicks. Oh, no moral victories. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Ripping the Knicks. Well, meanwhile, it's the first time they had a a decent season in 20 years. Okay.
0: All right. First of all, I think, okay, and I could be wrong. You could go through my old tweets. I think I have been nothing but kind to the New York Knicks. Now, obviously, I'll tweet about the Knicks because, like you, we're talk show hosts in New York. So we tweet about a lot of teams that we may not necessarily root for, which goes without saying, and that's fine. I don't think I've been condescending about the Knicks until recently, because when I get punched, I'm going to punch back. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So my tweet the other night, in which I said the Knicks lead the league in moral victories, was directed at one person. And that person was you, because, and I hate to sound like a child, but we both are, let's face it, this whole podcast is two kids yelling at each other, that's fine, but this all started with you saying after I had tweeted, hey, a win's a win, but wow, or whatever I said, you basically exclaiming the Nick fan is happy, and the Net fan is upset, why the hell would you be happy, your team
1: lost, Hence, the moral uh, victory. Because you know, you should know better. This year is not about the wins and losses. By the way, the Knicks, Knicks, it's not. That's just factual. The Knicks have 20 wins. They were expected to win, what, 22 games? And in that game, where they were getting blown out, Look, no – I mean, at least I shouldn't speak for all Knicks fans. I had no expectation going in that game. I wanted to see a competitive game. Of course, I'd love to see the Knicks win it. But then they get down early. They can't compete with the talent that the Nets have. But then to come back in that game and get it as close as they did, that shows that they have some heart, which they've shown all year. And it was a fun finish, even though they fell short to what many people think, including myself, the best team in a league, at least one of the best teams in the league. So there's no shame in losing that type of game the way that it's not
0: it's not that there's shame in losing it's that look i remember in 2019 the nets had a very nick-like season the season you're having now and to your credit you were very complimentary about that team i remember they're fun to watch they're this they're that and they were a very fun team i never walked away from a loss against no matter what team it was and said gee i feel good what kind of loser mentality is that
1: it's not a loser mentality it's realistic expectations you Ev, do you understand first of all it truth be told i have not cared deeply cared now you're a different fan than i am i have not genuinely cared about the knicks outside of the 154 win year where they lost to the pacers in the second round of the playoffs and roy hibbert chewed up and spit out tyson chandler i have not cared passionately about the Knicks since the 90s and that was a team that I loved more than anything I mean I've lived and breathed it with every possession they have been bad for two decades I get it since I get since, it. since I've been working at the fans in 2003 the Knicks have essentially been irrelevant this is the first time they have a team that I could be proud of that actually plays hard and they're building it. And I love your, you know, bringing up the nets because I did like that team with Kenny Atkinson and building the right way through the draft, getting guys to, you know, develop and play hard, both ends of the floor. That's what the Knicks are doing. They're nowhere near the, the talent that the nets have. The I'm, nets, not, the nets are another level.
0: I'm not suggesting that you should expect to make the playoffs. You should expect to be 10 games above 500. I compliment what the Knicks have done this year I have not been negative towards the New York Knicks I really haven't but moral victories why didn't get offended the next night when you have another moral victory against the Philadelphia 76ers I thought that's what you wanted hey you competed against one of the best teams in the east so why why was that offensive then
1: no, it was more bothersome because they had a lead in that game. They were, you know, more competitive in that game from start to finish. Plus you're coming off the back-to-back now. No Embiid. I mean, that's a game that, not that they should win, but they could have won. And R.J. Barrett misses a big shot. They're sloppy with the free throws. The, the fact that the, the way the game played out, the fact that the Nets were up so big by 18 in that game, that just the fact that the Knicks were able to get back into it. Hey, to well, me, listen,
0: listen. I don't mean to minimize your comeback. The Nets stopped caring. And that happens. Hey, But
1: that's a problem. I mean, that's a problem for your team. Well, you it's a, a team that can actually shoot. You're going to be in trouble.
0: Okay. Yeah. But they've, they've won 14 out of 15. So it hasn't really been too much of a problem. Can I they, tell
1: you what, what my issue, my main issue is, and maybe we can resolve this here. Between yeah. And that what is your issue? Tell me. I don't understand why. And now I know that there are some idiot Nick fans who want to talk trash to the Nets, which you cannot do this year it's as simple as that Durant and Kyrie Irving chose the Nets over the Knicks because of the Knicks ineptitude for two decades they have James Harden they have three of the best players the sport has ever seen they're going to at the very least compete seriously for a championship if not win so the Knicks fan should understand that I want to know why the Net fan has any concern whatsoever with the Knicks who we know are not a legit threat
0: because here's why and maybe this will help you understand it for in our entire lives new jersey net fans i'm not talking about any front runner from the last few years or or even the ones that started rooting for the team once they got to brooklyn i'm talking about the diehard new jersey net fan which you know i am and there are plenty of out there our entire lives we've been told nobody cares You're the Nets. You're irrelevant. We go to the NBA finals. You are irrelevant. Nobody cares. You're our little brother over and over again. We've gone to many games where Knicks fans take over our building. Those are facts. And we've lived in that world. Now, you should be able to relate a little bit because you're a Met fan. Now, I'm not saying the Met-Yankee dynamic is the same as the Nets-Knicks. I understand it's very different. But we have been treated like the little brother forever. And even now you and others will still go to the old playbook of nobody cares, the Knicks run the town. When have we suggested otherwise? Like, have you ever heard me and most NET fans, I'm sure there are some idiots, like there are some (laughs) idiot Knicks fans, have you ever heard me say, we are taking over New York, we're going to become more popular, yet you feel the need, and yes, you, because you've done it, I can cite examples. You feel the need to remind us no one cares about the Nats. You've got 12 fans. You're irrelevant. Why? I've
1: I've never said that exactly. And I only do it in response to you or others, but mainly you, (laughs) taking shots at the Knicks. There's no reason to take a shot at the Knicks this year. Now, if a Knick fan is talking trash for some reason, I get it. But the the facts are, and I only bring this up to remind you that no matter how big the Nets win, and they are going to win big. I mean, it's a fact. You mentioned it. Right now, they're the top seed, tied for the top seed in the Eastern Conference. They are going places. We haven't even seen what Durant and Kyrie and Harden can really do together. So we know the Nets can legitimately win a championship. But even if they do, even if they win multiple they will never be the Knicks. And not that that means anything. because well, But you keep teams. saying it. But you no, keep but it's just, saying it. Because it's factual. It. Because it is a fact.
0: <laughs> okay, it Sal, a, Sal. Let me, let me. And you, I, you
1: understand that, though, no matter how much you Of win, course. It's, not, it's just not the same. That's it.
0: I, I get that, though. But, and this is where I guess it bothers me that you don't see this more than some others. You're a
1: Mets fan. Okay. It's different, though. You know that. It is.
0: It's different, but not entirely different. And what I mean by that is, Yeah. The Nets are not as popular as the Mets. So let's get that out of the way. I get that. But you also understand what it's like to be the little guy in town. You understand what it's like to despise the New York Yankees. So ask yourself this question and be honest about it. When the New York Mets advanced out of the divisional series in 2006 and the New York Yankees got eliminated in the divisional series in 2006 on the very same day, there wasn't Any part of you that was rubbing it into Yankee fans, you weren't enjoying the fact that the Yankees were gone and the Mets had moved on. I know it's not the same, but admit it. You took joy in the fact that the more popular team and the historically better team got knocked out. Am I wrong? I'm
1: sure I did. Okay. So what are you saying? That you'd rather just the Knicks be irrelevant and not in the postseason?
0: No, no, I'm not. I'm saying that. You have to understand the dynamic of disliking somebody, even when the team isn't right, great.
1: Right, But but the big difference is the Yankees have always won. They've always been great. The Knicks okay. have been bad for twenty years. Yes, That's but the out. only okay. thing, the only thing that you and other net fans could possibly be jealous of. Is the attention that the okay? Regardless,
0: then let that's exactly my point. You're right. The success doesn't match it, but Nick fans outnumber us by a lot, and they always seem to be talking about how popular they are, how bigger and stronger they are, how uh, larger they are. If you want me to use a different reference, and so you have to understand why net fans, myself included, I'll be the first to admit it, have a resentment, have a little man complex against the Knicks. So. That should be understandable to you. I know it's not the exact same thing as Mets, Yankees, but we're the little guy and we want to rub it in when good things are happening to us and bad things are happening to you. And then you guys have to continue and it's consistent. We run this town. Explain to me what that even means. What does that mean? You run this
1: town. Uh, I, I don't know what that means, other than that the Knicks will always be the premier basketball team. And I think it a, a lot of it comes from the fact that Durant and Irving obviously both chose Brooklyn over going yeah. to the Knicks. I mean, that's You're jealous. Well, not, I'm not. Knick fans are. And don't get me wrong. I would have been excited if that happened. But when they made I don't like Durant Irving. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't really. Like I did him. a
0: little research before our podcast and you are quoted as saying in January of 20 or 19. Durant or bust so obviously for a guy you dislike you equated not getting him to being a giant bust oh,
1: it That's was. You. I mean it was 100% okay. it's a bust and matter of fact it's even more of a bust because obviously you remember the Knicks traded Porzingis which I hated in hopes of landing those two superstars and, or at least one of the two superstars at the time, we didn't know for sure that they were a pair. So yeah, it right. was Durant or bust and it was a bust. Now, luckily they've kind of worked their way out of it. But I mean, think about it. Think about the difference. The Knicks would have been legitimate title contenders had they gotten Durant. Um, but I'm not jealous of it. It happened. I understood why it happened. Knicks have been bad for so long. What do you, I mean, you know what, what do you expect? But my issue is just that I don't understand why the net fans can't just be happy with winning. They you won. You got well, the big because the big agents. You had the better team. Who cares about the Knicks? Let them build, which they are doing a nice little team here.
0: Yeah, they are. No, and I give them credit for that. But I think this whole thing is cyclical and very immature. And I'd admit we're both a part of this immaturity. You started it. Okay. And I don't mean you It's <laughs> in you. <laughs>
1: no, not yeah. Not me. No, no, I'm, no, no. I'm new to this party.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm rep- you represent the Knicks right now. I represent the Nets. Okay. I am not every net fan. You're not every Nick fan, but I think right. the net fan would tell you the reason we are attacking the Knicks is because every time, like I can tell you for me now, I understand. I got a lot of followers who don't root for the New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets. They don't care about them. They're Nick fans, or they don't even like basketball. But if I tweet out about the Nets, I'd say a good 20% of the tweets are from Nick fans telling me (laughs) nobody cares. The Nets have six fans. Like it's the same running joke over and over again. And so you started it. I started it. You think that the net fans started by just randomly attacking the Knicks for no reason. I look at it as the Nick fans started talking about our popularity for no reason. It's a cyclical battle and it goes back and forth. And that's why, it is not healthy for the Nets and the Knicks to play in the playoffs. It's not mentally healthy uh, for any of
1: us. I, I think I do want it, though, just because from this perspective, there's nothing to lose from the Knicks. You have all the you have everything to lose. The Knicks fans <laughs> have nothing to lose. All the pressure's on you. You have no choice but to win that. And the Knicks are a team that could be dangerous. Not that they would ever win that, but they're, you know, they're I a nice team. I so, get it. Uh, I want to call the truce though, because I don't. I, I'm honestly not a Nets hater, believe it or not. Am I going to root for them? No, I don't like the rant. And I told you, I don't want to see you have more success. I understand. I mean, that's well, just how it is. You wouldn't want to root for the Knicks, so I don't necessarily want to root for the Nets. However, in this particular case, as long as we understand, and I think that we do, the Nets will never be as far, you know, looked at as the Knicks are in the city, and that doesn't matter. It's just a fact. It doesn't matter. As long as we understand that, and I understand that the Knicks are nothing compared to what Brooklyn is right now as far as a team, I think we could maybe move on peacefully. And you don't take any shots at the Knicks. And I personally won't mention anything about the Nets not being a little brother (laughs) or whatever it is.
0: Well, there's a few other issues we need to sort out before there's a truce, okay? Here's the other issue, all right? And I've seen you say this, and others have said this, and I guess it's a tactic because you're jealous or pissed off that the Nets have all these players. The whole... You're not going to enjoy it. This isn't real. They're a bunch of mercenaries argument. And it doesn't bother me because, again, my team wins a championship. I don't care. I just see the hypocrisy all over it. I'll give you two examples of why I think calling them mercenaries or saying you're really not going to enjoy it. These aren't your nets. Why it's so hypocritical. Number one, you just said it. Your team wanted to sign Kevin Durant. You wanted to sign Kevin Durant. The whole point, even now with the success the Knicks have, your ultimate goal is that it appeals to star players who want to play for the New York Knicks. So for the last decade, I've heard about LeBron coming to the Knicks. We're going to get this super team. We're going to get Kevin Durant. We're going to get this. Now we have successfully done it, the Brooklyn Nets, and yet I hear, oh, the Nets didn't do it the right way? The
1: hypocrisy in that from a Knicks fan is, is just over the top. Would you agree with that? I cannot disagree with that. However, one counterpoint I will bring up, I know that you, more than anybody... Loves a good homegrown team that builds things the right way. Now, I'm not saying that this is the wrong way to do it, and I know you also more than anybody hated the James Harden trade. So I did. Uh, right. I was wrong, by the way. Well, I, I, we all were. I mean, I hated it too. He's he's been my favorite player of the three. I, mean, I love watch, him. I, how incredible! And it just goes to show you don't watch him on a daily basis or the post game on the daily basis the way you do now. He's, I mean, he's as likable. Well, as you can.
0: know what. Just a couple of things about that, because I I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. I don't think you have a problem admitting you're wrong. It it wasn't, I think to me, I I had scar tissue from the Celtic trade. And I really think that's what it came down to. The idea of giving up four first round picks, the idea of trading Jared Allen, who was growing and growing and being better and better, Mm -hmm. the idea of trading Karis LeVert, it scared the crap out of me. I wasn't nervous about Harden not adjusting. Like I always thought, I know, and trust me, I understand, I will be known for a long time for dribble, 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 <laughs> fat, fat, fat. I get it. And I, and, I, and I live with that. But if you heard my criticisms of the trade, besides that stupid sound clip, I did say over and over again, look, I'm not concerned about his adjustment. I think he gets it. He's a star player who will make the adjustments to playing with other superstars. It was more what they gave up. And that's what scared me. With that said, where would the Nets be without James Harden? They probably have the same record as the Knicks. Let's be honest about it.
1: He's been, I mean, he's been their MVP. So, but my question would be this, right? And again, I'm not taking anything away. And I don't think any Knicks fan would, if they you get, you know, you give him truth serum, <laughs> they would say they'd rather have Durant and Kyrie Irving and Harden on their team than the way the Knicks are doing it. However, there is something fun about the way the Nets were building it with Atkinson and Allen and Lavert and all the young players. And if if you guaranteed to win with both ways you would prefer to win all right
0: sal sal yeah. here's the problem with this okay
1: you would though I, and uh, I know, uh, I mean, you wouldn't trade david right Bill cabrera years ago
0: dude 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 i have never seen any of my teams win a championship okay for the most part you haven't either okay you haven't with the knicks unfortunately you haven't with the falcons i ain't gonna bring that up yeah. you haven't with the mets i guess you did with the rangers a million years ago okay we are similar. We have no reason to be like choosers on how we win championships. I agree. I'd rather it this way. Dude, rather it what way? I'd rather it anyway. But here's my real problem. What's your favorite New York Mets team?
1: Um, Of all time? Or just yeah, the think?
0: ones that you got to watch. Like, what's your favorite Mets team?
1: Well, I'll go. Re- forget eighty-six for a minute. I'll go ninety-nine. Was probably my favorite team.
0: Perfect. Stepping right into my trap, yeah, you dumb, dumb man. Um, the core of that team was. Let's go through it. Mike Piazza was Mike Piazza a James Hardie and kind of mercenary. Yeah, they traded for him right before free agency from the Marlins after the Dodgers wouldn't pay him, and they got him to stay by giving him $90 million. Mike Piazza was a Dodger. He eventually became a Met, but he was a Dodger. That's number one. Number two, Robin Ventura. Free agent signee.
1: Oh, it's not the same. Oh, it's not? Why? Do you Why? The Yankees, maybe. Compare the Yankees in, say, 2000 or
0: 99 to 96. We're I Met fans, see. Sal. Nope. Oh, we're Met fans. The, the
1: Yankee fan would say 96 means more, probably. Than, Sal. You know, yeah.
0: We so are I, Met fans. But, but, How but, is Robin but Ventura?
1: They're not the three. Look, Kyrie Irving was a villain in Boston. Okay. Kevin, Kevin Durant, when he chickened out after Oklahoma City to go join an already championship team in Golden State, he lost a lot of respect hardened the way that it ended in Houston. That was a little bit. What a- does that have
0: to do with me as a fan? Just like, no. do you care about Mike Piazza's contract issue with no. the Dodgers? No, I don't. Oh.
1: I don't. I'm just saying that you get three of those players at once. Okay. You know, I, I have, I'm not, I'm look, I'm not knocking the nets. I'm just knocking the idea Of where we've gone. Yeah, but no, 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 no. And also, I I don't think you can compare the two, the 99 Mets. Why? Uh, They were an underdog team even with those. I under, look, I'm not
0: comparing. Look, it's a different sport. I totally get it. I understand all the differences. They weren't the favorites. They were a wild card team. Mm -hmm. My point to you is this. Other than Edgardo Alfonso, and I I guess, didn't you love Ray Ordonez? You were a big Ray Ordonez
1: guy. Yeah, loved him.
0: Okay, (laughs) fine. Homegrown. Robin Ventura. Mike Piazza. Al Leiter, sure he was from Jersey. They traded for him because the Marlins didn't want to pay him anymore. A year later, Mike Hampton. This was not this homegrown team, yet it didn't matter to you, and it didn't matter to me. Yeah, there was I some homegrown care. guys. Who
1: care about homegrown more than I do. You love Daniel Murphy forever. And again, David Wright more than Miguel Cabrera. I don't necessarily care about homegrown, although there is something to it building. And so it doesn't have to be homegrown, just the young guys. By the way, maybe the better comparison would be 2006. How come I didn't love, love the 2006 Mets team as much as the 99 team, even though that team was dominant? And Dude, was the, the, old- the
0: 2006 team to me, had more of that homegrown feel than the 99 team did.
1: Well, Delgado. David Wright and Delgado. Jose Reyes. Eh, I, I guess. Either way. Look, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that I, I do think that there's – I, I don't know. I've never been on the side that you're on right now. None of my teams have ever gone out there and been the villain, so to speak, and gotten three of the best players in a league at any given time. I mean, and, see, and as you know, don't do that, and,
0: and as you know, once they're on your team, they're not villains to you like right. to me. And it works both ways. And I'll, I'll stick with the Met thing because we we're both Met fans. It's something we can both relate to. You didn't care, and I really didn't care, about Beltran's playoff success in Houston. It was nice. It was on the resume. It was all about what are you going to do for the New York Mets? We have a mentality of, sure, that's a guy's resume. It doesn't mean anything. Francisco Lindor, great. He's got a great resume for the Cleveland Indians. It's all going to be about what he does for the New York Mets, and it works both ways. So for Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Kevin Durant, what they've done in the past, I know about, we all know about, means nothing to me because it's all about what you're doing here that's why to your point I love James Harden him forcing his way out of Houston means nothing to me him putting on weight and ripping his teammates why the hell do I care he didn't do it to my team he's on my team so you can not like the guys the rest of the league's fans may not like the guys but you would love them if you're on their team If they're on your team and the idea of they're a bunch of mercenaries, you wouldn't really appreciate it. It's such bull crap. You want your team to win Nick fans right now are dreaming about acquiring superstars. So I just want fairness. That's all. Just be fair about it. Just say, yeah, the Nets have superstars. I wish I had them too. Don't pretend like, well, You're not really going to enjoy because you really needed D'Angelo Russell to hold a Larry O'Brien trophy. I don't give a crap who holds the Larry O'Brien trophy as long as they are members of the Nets.
1: Fair enough. I can't argue that. Let me ask you this. Is there any... Let's say they do win it. And I know you don't know how to react because that's never happened before. A team, that you, a team that you root for winning a championship in your lifetime. right? Do you think it would feel – and, again, I know it's going to be great just to see it win. But because it kind of came together so quick – is there going to be any less of an appreciation? Generally, you'd have a team that builds toward it and they add that piece, whether you're talking about a Piazza, whatever piece, you know, you or you go out there and add uh, Kevin Durant, you, you, you add him to whatever core that you were building. And then that takes you over them. This is different because they completely changed course in basically a year. And now, are you know, odds on favorites or you know, close to it to winning? Does that take any of it away for you? I'll tell you, I'll
0: tell you why the answer is no, because I've seen the build. I know it's weird to think about because there's so many new players on this team, but the build started when Sean Marks took over with no draft picks, and I saw him somehow find diamonds in the rough like Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris. Uh, And even the deal for D'Angelo Russell, I know he was a lottery pick, but at the time he was down. Uh, Karis Levert and Jared Allen. Now your response is, come on, Evan, most of those guys aren't on the team anymore outside of Joe Harris and Dinwiddie, but I saw them get better. I saw them be that fun, lovable bunch that you have right now in 2019. And I saw the dream develop of, wow, because this is the way it went for me. Wow. We may be able to get free agents. This may happen. And then they've been able to put it all together and put together a championship team. So I've seen the build occur. You're now listening to an edit because for the fifth time tonight, my son <laughs> Jet woke up to a nightmare. And I, being the good dad that I am, tried to console him. And I said, Don't worry. Kevin Durant's going to come back soon. <laughs> the Kyrie Irving injury isn't that serious. So I think when I paused our recording, I was saying that it's been a slow build. Of this team. It really isn't that quick because think about this, Sal, I've had to wait and net fans have had to wait how many months to see Kevin Durant after signing him. And we went through a year of Kyrie Irving. So I know it sounds like everything was quick, but I think when you look at the connection of the Sean Marks era and watching the development of some of the players, specifically a guy like Joe Harris, who's still such a big part of this team, and then the signing of durant Nerving, which happened in 2019, let's remember how long ago that was, it really isn't like boom out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's fair. And it's different perspective. Obviously, you're a fan who's been living with the team you know, in, since New Jersey and, you know, season tickets and all that. And for me, it's, oh yeah, all right. And that's building a nice little team here with Atkinson and the young core. And then all of a sudden it explodes. So it feels different. I, look, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Your, your team is going to be legitimately contending for a championship. And if I had a bet right now, I think, not that I'm trying to jinx it. I genuinely do think they're going to win. They haven't even, <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface with those three backs. So I you know, look, there's no jealousy necessarily. Uh, I wish that the Knicks were in that spot. No, no, not really. I mean, I wish I wish the Knicks were in that spot, but honestly, it's been so long. You know what I want more than anything? I wanted Patrick Ewing to win a title and that's not going to ever happen. So my, my heyday watching those nineties Knicks, it's never going to happen again. So anything now that we get is a bonus day. I just wanted them to be relevant. So we can talk about them. I get it. Think about it. We've been doing sports. How I mean, the Knicks have been basically irrelevant since we've both been at WFAN.
0: You're right. No, I I, I totally understand that. So
1: remember, if Remember Mike and Chris? I mean, heck, Mike used to do the shows live from the play-by-play after, uh, you know, on the Garden or whatever, Knicks and Rangers. Those two have in their heyday. They, they were talking about the Knicks
0: all I know. the time. I know. It's, they were going to the NBA Finals. They were going to Indiana to watch Knicks Pacers. You're right. It's, regular it's a different world. Better.
1: Playoff series matter. We haven't had that in New York sports.
0: No, you're right about that. You're right, and it sucks because you've got a generation of Knicks fans who've never really seen any kind of success. You know, and that—that's the one thing I'll say about the whole fandom aspect. Look, the Knicks will always be more popular than the Nets. So before I say anything else, yes, I fully believe that. I do think that the Nets having sustained success now, like they win a title this year, they win a title next year. They've got all these superstars. I think they'll grow young net fans, especially kids who grow up in Brooklyn. So what I think could happen is in the next generation, the nets may be a stronger number two than what they are now. I think that's entirely possible.
1: I'm not going to dispute that. And I could sit there and joke and say, oh, it'll never happen, never happen. But no. And especially being that they're going to stay, you hope, long-term in Brooklyn. That's part of the problem, Long Island, New Jersey, Brooklyn. I mean, that, that's part of the issue. That oh, yeah. Fan base is, if not the main issue. And, they, and then, then success, obviously, another
0: part. No question. And, like, this is one thing that's a little different than the Devils because I always get people who say, well, look at the New Jersey Devils. They're still clearly the third team in town when it comes to hockey. There is a Brooklyn pride aspect where oh my god it says brooklyn all across their chest now i don't expect somebody who's 38 years old from brooklyn to just give up on the knicks and become a net fan that's unrealistic like you are a fan of the teams you root for period stop nothing's going to change that but i do think for a younger generation that's where things can change where we may do a talk show 30 years from now and you may say "Wow, well, you know The Nets are popular, not more popular than the Knicks. I'm not suggesting that just like the jets will never surpass the giants. The Mets will never surpass the Yankees. I think they could at least be a strong two. but here's the bottom line. I don't care. Right. We don't care. The only thing I ask you is if you are right and the Nets win an NBA title, I don't need to see you on Twitter saying, wow, 30,000 people at the parade. No. The Knicks would have 3 million.
1: Ha, ha, ha. I, I that's what I'm trying to say is that yes I have said that but I am saying it in my mind in response to the net fans who are feeling themselves now taking shots at the Knicks. So I don't feel that that's fair. Um, that's where I respond, but I, you have my word. I will not do that. All right. And uh, truce. I just, yeah, it's a true, it is a truce. And you know what? Good luck to you. Seriously. All kidding aside. You, if any sports fan deserves a moment, I think it's you. Maybe this will be it for you with this Nets team going on. I'd rather it be the Mets so we could both enjoy it, <laughs> but I get a feeling that that's not going to happen anytime well, soon. So I'll
0: give you one piece of, of a vibe I've always gotten. I've always gotten this vibe because sit next to Joe for all those years, Joe would always confidently say, bro, don't worry. You'll see one of your teams win. Even though we rooted for both the jets and the Mets and he was never confident. And I would always say to him, if one wins, they're all going to win. Like it'll be just like him growing up with the jets winning super bowl three, the Mets winning the 69 world series and the Knicks winning in 70. So if the Brooklyn nets win the NBA title, If I'm you, I get very excited about October because I can totally see when it rains, it pours.
1: You know what I mean? You're going to kick the door down, right? You never get close, and all of a sudden you do, and you'll be swimming in championships. I do think, realistically, we know the Mets now should be serious contenders, not just this year. I'm talking about moving forward with the change in ownership and all that. So maybe things are looking better for New York sports. You know, you talk about, real quick, you talk about the Nets, how they have a chance to take over eventually, you know, the next generation that has also something to do with the ineptitude of the Knicks. And even though the Knicks are starting to build some semblance of a, you know, competent basketball team that the city can be proud of, they have such a long way to go before, even if they make the playoffs before they're taken seriously. And that is demoralizing for a fan base that hasn't had anything essentially in 20 years after living in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs year in year out, man, I I just, for, for fun I just wish they could get back to where you're going to be well with this net team. And,
0: and here's the thing and this is what makes the NBA so hard and things can change in a second like they have for the Nets you need a superstar I mean so as good as Julius Randall has been as good and as improved as R.J. Barrett is they're not competing for a title until they have a superstar on their roster and there's only two ways for that to happen one is it occurs in the draft and that doesn't necessarily have to be with the number one overall pick in the draft. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not always Donovan, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. I Another great example guy that you guys could have picked. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean that as a douchey comment. Just no, no, I know. I know. It, it's not always number one. And then the other way to get the star is to have them come to you via trader free agency. And that's why star power in the NBA is not just about selling jerseys. It's to win an NBA championship. I mean, as much fun as I had in 2019, the trash talk that I would get from Nick fans would be, what are you so excited about you can't win a title? That would be the trash talk. Well, what can you win? And my answer was, you're right, but you got to start somewhere. You know, like if the Nets had signed Tobias Harris, who was my eye of my affection Eye of the effects, whatever, whatever that's
1: stupid. He's been great is. anyway. Yeah.
0: He would have been great. I don't know if I was ever winning an NBA title. And it's kind of the same spot you're in, which is frustrating, but also just the reality, which is keep developing your guys, keep drafting smart. Hopefully, Obi Toppin will develop into something. Maybe he'll yeah.
1: actually get a chance to play. But at some point, you need a star. But but don't you need more than that? Don't you need more? Look at the Blazers, for example, a team that I love because I love Dame Lillard. They have legit two stars minimum with Lillard and McCollum. And I know McCollum's been hurt, but whatever. They're not, even though they're fun to watch and they're, you know, going to be a playoff team as they always are, they're not a legit championship contender. Your team has three. No, you're right. You're right in the Lake Lakers have two, but two teams have five.
0: But look around. Look around. Okay. So the Lakers have two. The Clippers have two, despite Paul George's struggles in the playoffs. Did the Sixers have two? I mean, Ben Simmons is a hell of a player. Would you say Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are two superstars?
1: No. And I know the Raptors won it with Kawhi, you know, uh, whatever it was a couple of years not,
0: ago. It's and- not, you know, why? And it's the same thing with Milwaukee. I know they haven't gotten a finals yet. It's Giannis. Middleton's very good. He's not a superstar. You can do it with one superstar if you have the right pieces around them. So, I don't think it's like you need three or you need two. If you have a superstar and a lot of really, really good players that fit around it, yeah. I think you can win. But look, it, it's tough in the NBA. It's different than any other sport. It's not to say that you shouldn't get a joy from this year. If you're a Nick fan, like I got joy from the 19 team. It's just, you know, in the back of your mind, You've got to add a star eventually well, to compete for a champion.
1: Well, so then you just basically prove my point about the moral victories. No, of course, everybody wants to win, but this year, realistically, if you're getting upset with losing games when you won 20 already, when nobody expects you to win 20, period. I mean, come on, what are we doing? Each season, nah. there are different expectations. That well, is why it is okay.
0: Listen, maybe we just look at things differently. I I never, what I thought at one point doesn't, okay, I'll go back to the Mets then real quick. 2015, we thought the Mets would be better. I thought they'd compete for a playoff spot. I'm sure you did too. None of us really thought they'd be in the World Series. But once you're in the World Series, once you've got a lead in game one of the World Series, you're going to be pissed when J-Riz Familia quick pitches and gives up a game-tying home run. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but but if in March someone told you the Mets were in the World Series, you'd be thrilled. Expectations change, man.
1: I I know that, but throughout the course of that game in particular – with the Nets down or the Nets up 18, the Knicks down, the expectations change from being, oh, they're going to get smoked by 30 tonight to, oh, my goodness, they have a chance to tie it in the final possession. And and that against a team that is far superior in talent, the Royals, the Mets should have beaten the Royals. They had I them know. in game one. And I that, know. And by the way, you're right. I'm almost – I shouldn't say this, and I know you're going to kill me for saying it, but I'm almost glad – that that 2015 team, looking back, years removed from it, didn't win? Because I never looked at that, never. Even after Cespedes, never looked at them as a legitimate world series caliber. I mean, they were starting Wilmer Flores at shortstop. I never looked at them as a legitimate world series championship team. Oh my God. Come on. Oh my God. When you, when you put that team and when you compare them to the teams, you know, 2006, who didn't get to the world series, but I, that was a team that could have easily won. Are you
0: insane? Are you insane? The 2015 teams pitching was amazing. What are we just ignoring that? We're just going to ignore Jake and Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard, where we're just going to forget about how loaded their rotation was and say, ah, but Wilmer Flores was playing shortstop because Ruben Tejada had his leg broken. I mean, what are we doing they, they, here?
1: They weren't a legit, you know, he was, Wilmer Flores was there the opening day shortstop that year, and then obviously had to go back. No, whatever. I get
0: it, but you know what I mean. I mean, come on, they had a crazy good pitching yeah, staff.
1: Uh, no, maybe, maybe I'm wrong for that, but I don't know. No, you I mean, are you know, wrong. There's no maybes. Well, I just don't think that they – I never thought that that was a legitimate – they overachieved, which was great. It was fun. But to have that team looking back saying, oh, the 2015 team goes in Mets lore amongst the 86 team because they won or 69, it wouldn't have fit. I, I want a more – um qualified team oh, i know it's not- co- what the hell is wrong with you I'm sorry for a, for a guy
0: that's never won a championship you're awfully picky about how you're gonna get your championship
1: at this point i've resigned to just it's never gonna happen the <laughs> look when you have and i know you've endured a lot of losing. we all have as sports fans um but when you have the 28 to 3 happen oh that that changes perspective i mean there's n- Dude, up twenty-eight to three over Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The quarterback won the MVP. They're closing down the Georgia Dome. They, you know that's as cl- you know I, at halftime. My wife said, "How are you feeling?" I said, "I'm feeling like a Super Bowl champion," and <laughs> I was going to taste uh, it. Uh, I know, I, and, and it. I know, and that's I don't so, want to laugh
0: because that that's as bad as it gets. I have nothing that could even come close to that. I'll be yeah, perfectly honest, and, and that.
1: that's the point. So once that happens, it's kind of like, ah, eh, well, what's the difference? And then you All know, right. we've, as Met fans, you lose in two thousand at Shea Stadium. To the Yankees 2006. I mean, you know, they've beaten the, the real, I, I've been so beaten down at 41 years of age that even if it does happen, it's never going to be as it would have been. And Nick, same thing. I mean, I, I wanted it in the nineties, not now.
0: All right. So lastly, will you root for the Nets in the postseason? Like, will you actually root for them? Or will you kind of actively say, you know what, I don't need a parade down the block from where I live essentially Uh, get them out, even if it's the Celtics, even if it's the Sixers, even if it's the Lakers, how will you treat them in the playoffs?
1: I'm sure the net fan will become intolerable. So that's (laughs) going to be, uh, that's going to be tough to take, whether it's you or Mirage or whatever. However, there are elements to this team. I like, I'm telling you, I really like James Harden. I'm actually starting to like Kyrie Irving, assuming he doesn't go AWOL again and, and stays this particular course. I can't say I'm going to root for them, though, because I don't love Durant. Here's the positives. Ian Eagle and Sarah Kustak, who I love both those two. I love James Harden. I like Kyrie Irving a lot and do think he's misunderstood. The negatives, Kevin Durant and you and other net fans that I know I'm going to have to tolerate. I mean, that's just a fact.
0: Very fair. That's very, very fair. All right. We've called a truce. I will not attack the Knicks unless I feel as if I am provoked. Okay. That's how we will treat it.
1: I will not attack the Nets or say that they are less than anymore. (laughs)
0: Very nice. Salicata, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening.